بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of umdatul ahkam on this night the night of saturday the 10th of jamada al akhir Jamada the second corresponding to the 16th of July 2005 and this is a total a new chapter under the heading of purification under the heading of tahara purification and it is entitled babu dukhul al khala wal istitaba chapter on the entrance the etiquettes of entrance to the khala meaning the place where the person goes to respond for the call of nature and the sanitation and the purification related to that first of all the meaning of khala al khala means al makan al khali the empty place or empty space and what is intended here is the place prepared to respond to the call of nature from urine or and or defecation and the istitaba meaning seeking a tayyib and what is intended here is sanitation purification of the private parts uh, from the uh, remains of urine or feces using stone or water or the like and the islamic it is to be known that the islamic sharia the islamic revelation and all praises due to allah kamilatun fil ibadati wal muamalati wal adabi wal akhlaq is perfect in worships and in transactions and in behaviors and manners nothing that benefits nothing that benefits people except that the sharia makes it clear and makes it also attractive and nothing that harms them except that also the sharia makes it clear and warns against it and it is reported in sahih muslim from the hadith of salman al farisi may allah be pleased with him that the mushriks told him once قَدْ عَلَّمَكُمْ نَبِيُّكُمْ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى الْخِرَاءَ Your Prophet taught you everything, even the manners of responding to the call of nature. So Salman said, yes. He taught us not to face the Qibla towards Mecca while defecating or urinating. Or that we use the right hand to clean the place or that we use less than three stones or that we use dunk or bones nothing from this he permitted so this tells how the sharia takes care of everything which is beneficial to man beneficial in the sense that if it brings benefit 
and beneficial in the sense that it wards harm. So now to the first hadith under the title of responding to the call of nature and this in accordance with the series of the narrations this takes number 11 this takes number 11 and the hadith is as follows عن أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان إذا دخل الخلاء قال اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الخبث والخبائث أنس بن مالك narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated that the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, whenever he went to answer the call of nature, entering this place, prepared for that, except that he would say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubthi wal-khaba'ith. O Allah, I seek refuge with you from al-khubth. Al-khubth as it's pronounced now by me, Al-Khubuth with the Ba, with the letter Ba taking a Dhamma, as you can hear me, Al-Khubu, Al-Khubuth. This means the male Shayateen, the male Shayateen of Jinn. And Al-Khaba'ith refers to the female of them. And this hadith came in another narration reading Al-Khubth with Sukoon No movement on the letter Ba So Al-Khubth Wal-Khaba'ith And Al-Khubth means evil Evil All forms of evil And Al-Khaba'ith The evil Ones And this narration is More comprehensive So We seek Refuge, I seek refuge with you from all offensive and wicked things, evil deeds and evil ones and spirits. طيب, Arrawi, the narrator, the narrator of this hadith. The narrator is Anas bin Malik ibn al-Nudr, Abu Hamza al-Ansari al-Khazraji, may Allah be pleased with him. Umm Sulaim, may Allah be pleased with her, brought him when he was 10 years of age, when the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina. And she said, Ya Rasulullah, هذا أنس غلام يخدمك. This is Anas, a boy, to serve you. So the Prophet ﷺ accepted him. And he invoked Allah for him. And he said, اللهم أكثر ماله وولده وأدخله الجنة. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give him abundant wealth and abundant children and admit him to paradise. Anas said, فَرَأَيْتُ اثْنَتَيْنِ And I hope for the third one. I saw two, meaning manifested from the dua of the Prophet ﷺ. And I hope the third one, which is paradise. As to the two which he saw, that he buried other than his grandsons, or other than his grandchildren, he buried 125. And his Land used to be cultivated twice in the year. Twice in the year. Giving produce twice. And this is abundant wealth. And he remained as a servant to the Prophet ﷺ for ten years. 
for 10 years until the Prophet ﷺ died. And he stayed after the death of the Prophet ﷺ in Medina. Then afterwards, he moved to Basra in Iraq. And he died there in Basra the year 93 after Hijrah. The year 93 after Hijrah. Second, what is the subject of this hadith? Mawdu' al-hadith. The subject is, what is to be said upon or before entrance into the al-khala, into the toilet, the bathroom, the open door where people may do or respond to the call of nature. So, if the person intends to enter this place and approaches it, the place prepared for responding to the call of nature, which is called Al-Khala, we should know now the name, we should know this word rather, this term, Al-Khala, what it means now. Then he should say, Allahumma, meaning Ya Allah, I seek refuge in you, and this is an invocation, <coughs> meaning protect me, save me from Al-Khubuth. Al-Khubuth, as you hear me pronouncing it, Al-Khubuth are the Quran of Shayateen, the male of Shayateen. And the Khaba'ith, the plural of Khabitha, and they are the female of Shayateen. So he sought refuge from the male and female of Shayateen. And it is said also, Allah may na'udhu bika min al khubthi making no movement on the letter ba, al khubth, and this means evil. والخبائث, the evil ones. So, as if he sought refuge from the evil and its people and the evildoers. The overall explanation of this hadith. The overall explanation of this hadith. The places prepared to respond for the call of nature are evil ones because they house the shayateen or the shayateen are present in them because the shayateen are evil and therefore they like evil places as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nur chapter 24 verse 26 bad statements are for bad people or bad people or bad women for bad men and bad people for bad statements or bad men for bad women good statements are for good people or good women for good men and good people for good statements or good men for good women so therefore it is fitting that the person seeks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he intends to enter these places because these places are places for the existence or a presence of the shayateen male and female, or the presence of evil and the evil things. And here Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, relates from the Prophet والسلام, that whenever he intended to enter these places, except that he would resort to Allah in dua, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubthi wal-khaba'ith, 
or min al-khubuthi wal-khaba'ith O Allah, I seek refuge in you from al-khubuth and al-khaba'ith The benefits of this hadith The benefits of this hadith The comprehensibility of sharia covering all etiquettes that are beneficial The comprehensibility of sharia covering all etiquettes that are beneficial Second the allowability or permissibility to make the dua upon or when one intends to enter these places by saying this dua of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi or al-khubuthi wal-khaba'ith it is not, it is not sufficient to say this in one's heart it is not sufficient for this to be said in one's heart rather it is to be uttered and this is to be uttered when the person is about to enter the bathroom meaning before he actually enters the toilet or the bathroom but if he is in an open place then he says the dua with the last step before he or she intends to sit if he is in the open open space then he would say the dua with the last step if he or she intends to sit the third benefit that all mankind, all creation, are in need of Allah in order to ward off harm from that which may harm them. The next benefit, the shayateen can have their works on the children of Adam. The shayateen can have their works on the children of Adam either influencing the bodies physically or mentally and mentally affecting their thoughts and their determinations and the evidences is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 268. Shaytan threatens you with poverty and orders you to, com- to commit fahsha, all forms of sins, including illegal sexual intercourse. The second evidence is in Surah Maryam, chapter 19, verse 83. See you not that we have sent the shayateen against the disbelievers to push them to do evil. As to their physical works on the children of Adam they may enter the body of 
those whom they intend to harm. Listen to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the people who deal with usury, the people who do, who do deal with usury, as in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 275. Those who eat riba, deal with usury, will not stand on the day of resurrection except like the standing of a person beaten by shaitan, leading him to insanity. And there is a story which Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, told about his shaykh, Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala. A man was overtaken by a female jinni, jinniya. She was, she entered his body. And this man once came to Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. So Shaykh al-Islam admonished her and told her to leave his body. Qala laha ukhruji. Leave his body. She said, I will not leave him because I love him. Shaykh al-Islam responded, but he does not love you. Then he told her, get out, leave him. She said, I will not get out because I would like to go with him for Hajj, take him to Hajj to do the pilgrimage. Shaykh al-Islam responded, He doesn't want to make hajj with you. Then she said, Therefore, I will leave him as an honor for you, for the Shaykh himself, for Shaykh al-Islam. He, rahimahullah, responded, Leave him in obedience to Allah as obedience to Allah why? because the Shaykh rahimahullah feared that after his death meaning the Shaykh al-Islam himself that she may return to him this was related by Imam ibn al-Qayyim about the Shaykh rahimahullah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to safeguard us from the shayateen and from the evil and the evil doers. This brings the explanation of this hadith and the questions on this hadith are now as follows. Number one, who is Anas bin Malik? Who is Anas bin Malik? First question, who is Anas bin Malik? Second, what is the meaning of Khubuth? What is the meaning of Khubuth? Third question, 
why why do we call the place prepared to respond for the call of nature we call it al-khala what is the meaning of al-khala والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم